I'm John. I'm Rob. And this is the Mint One Podcast. Where we talk all things NFTs and the rise of blockchain gaming. So Rob, for the second week in a row, we have another very special guest. Yes, we do. Grant Hasley, Executive Director of Undead Blocks. Grant, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the Men One podcast. How are you doing today? Doing very well, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem at all. Um, I always like to start off these interviews with uh, with interesting questions out of left field, see what response we get. So, of course, Undead Blocks, Zombie Shooter, Web3 Shooter. Let's roll things back a few years. COD Zombies or Left 4 Dead? What's your favorite? COD Zombies. If you, when you play Undead no Blocks, hesitation. you're, you're going to see a lot of COD Zombies and Undead Blocks. You know, Undead Blocks is a mixture of actually more like Call of Duty Zombies crossed with Mario Kart, where you're going to be able to hit that, uh, you know, the question mark box in Mario Kart. You're hitting the, the blood box or the Z box. It's actually the earnings mechanism is the Z box in Undead Blocks. And so those are two of my favorite games. We mix them together, jazz them up. Uh, you're going to see Easter eggs on our maps, uh, ways to power up your weapons, de facto pack, to pu- pack a punch without, you know, just straight using their exact technique. But yeah, COD Zombies really was one of my favorite games of all time. We were talking backstage, and I'm not a professional gamer, but I have been gaming my entire life, and I used to just put hours in Verrucked, you know, Keen Under Toten, uh, Knock the Ronto Ten, like the OG maps. That When you play Undead Blocks, you're feeling OG COD Zombies. It's it's actually a really hard feel to replicate, and the mm-hmm. early feedback that we've been getting from our community is that we've nailed it. So super excited to uh, to launch this thing. Well, hey, I know some members of uh, the NFT Insider team on my side have been able to play it. I know, Rob, you got to uh, mm-hmm. play Undead Blocks some time ago as well. So, yeah, I think we've had a great experience with it so far. But let's just um, kind of take things on the macro level for a second. Grant, let's um, tell us a bit about yourself, your background, and how you got to where you are today creating Undead Blocks. It's a great question. Uh, I would say of anyone that you're going to interview on your pod, I'm probably the least uh, traditional person that's entered Web3 Gaming. Uh, myself, you know, I'm coming from the world of high finance. I was at Goldman Sachs for six years. I was working in securities lending. I was playing a different type of video game where we watch numbers go up and down and we make money for clients. Uh, I eventually pivoted. I was a FP&A director at M&T Bank, which is a large bank in the United States, uh, managing their profitability and direct allocations. And one day, you know, just sitting in the corner office, I was like, fuck this, man. Like, I, I feel like my youth is being drained out of me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 29 years old and I used to play a lot of video games growing up. Uh, from my perspective, I was just sick and tired of, you know, making rich people richer. I wanted to, you know, help the world. And I, I saw what was happening uh, with one traditional Web2 gaming through the pandemic. It was exploding. Uh, I think that was a way for a lot of young people to reconnect and communicate. But I also saw the rise of other Web3 games like Axie, like Dayton Arena. And I figured, given my financial background, I could assemble a team where we could knock out that sustainability complex that you're seeing in a lot of other Web3 games that just pump, dump, and fail. And so from our perspective, economy has been number one. And you obviously have to build a fun game. And that's why we went out and we bought a, a game studio that knew nothing about crypto, nothing about NFTs. And we just let them do their best work and, and we'll take care of the rest so i decided um in a similar vein that i loved gaming and i wanted to be involved in gaming and i don't think since i've been involved in gaming i've ever played fewer games than i do now <laughs> has that happened to you it has it has i mean 
I don't even get time sometimes to play the you know the most recent uh, Undead Blocks beta. I think it's just from our perspective, my job has really pivoted from okay, make this game as fun as we can to managing more of the business side of things. I'm you know I'm chief executive officer, executive director, whatever the hell you want to call me. But we're, really, what I am is lead biz dev, right? It's just mm-hmm. establishing those relationships, whether it's from a media perspective, uh, other games perspective. You're looking for map developers, weapon developers. That's really become my job, but. One thing that it allows me to be dangerous is I have played video games. You're looking at a lot of executives at Riot, Treyarch, Epic. They don't have a clue. You know, they might have a Harvard MBA or they they might have went to Wharton, but they didn't grow up playing video games. And I think they're a little bit far from it. I think from them, they're looking at how do we generate revenue and how do we suck money out of the player base? And I think from our game and just in traditional Web3... What we're trying to do is empower people to own their assets. If you're going to charge them for something, at least let them own it, buy, sell, or trade it. And I think that's really where we can win. I think CSGO does this the best with their you know, skins marketplace. That's really the vibe that we're looking to, to reconnect with. But you're exactly right, Rob. I, I don't play many games. When I do, I, I play games like NFL Blitz, uh, mm. you know, NHL 93. I'm more of an old school gamer. Uh, that's what sure. I grew up with, and that's, that's what I really enjoy. Okay, um, I guess it makes sense now. Now I know that you've got a, you know a background at Goldman Sachs and the sort of the finance background. It makes sense that there is a real focus on earning um, with Undead Blocks. All right, I think your your daily earning goes live in what um, eleven days, twenty eighth of February. Um, okay, so how important is the earning factor to the Undead Blocks game model? Is it is it crucial to it? I would say it's it's not crucial, and the reason why is we're not hyperinflating the supply of the NFTs. Let me mm-hmm. give you an example. You know, when you're playing Axie Infinity, they were minting thousands of pixies. You know, they were minting mm-hmm. these pixies. They were selling them in ETH. They weren't selling them in SLP. They were selling them in ETH, taking the ETH, keeping it, and then rewarding you with SLP. Their SLP goes mm-hmm. to zero. From our perspective, we're capping the amount of asset earning NFTs at six thousand ever. So I can keep 6,000 people happy, whether it's, you know, two, three, five dollars a day. We're not guaranteeing anyone's going to become a millionaire off this game. Mm. But it's important for us to offer it because I think it provides us a unique perspective into how we can generate a revenue sharing, you know, a model or an economy where we have a lot of people playing for free, playing for fun, upselling them on cosmetics like weapon skins, like character skins, participating in tournaments. Eventually, you know, if legalities uh, subside, uh, maybe, you know, gambling on some matches. I think there's a lot that we can do uh, within Web3. And let's be honest, we got, most of us got into Web3 or crypto because we wanted to earn, whether it's, you know, finding a token and watching it go up or getting in an NFT collection early. I think that's the stage of Web3 gaming right now. I think there's this narrative from influencers where they come out and say, it's all about the gameplay. It's all about, if you're taking away the reason that people came into crypto in the first place, you're going to lose the base that's here. Like we need to do a better job of uh, mass adoption. But like, let's be honest, Fortnite, Call of Duty, they're not going to tokenize right now. They're not going to NFTs. They're making more money hand over foot than they could ever dream of right now. And so from our perspective, I don't think earning is the sole reason people are going to play Undead Blocks. I think people are going to play Undead Blocks because of that Mario Kart cross with Call of Duty Zombies effect where we can say we are our own game. I think a lot of Web 3 games are just a shadow of a Web 2 game and they use that model to essentially they're like costco brand uh web 2 games and i I don't Mm. i don't see undead blocks as a costco cod zombies because we've added in that blood box mechanic but i I think we have a lot of work to do but i don't want to just make this game for six thousand people if we're only if six thousand people are playing the game the game is dead that's why we're moving all in on mobile you'll see apex mobile bat uh i guess apex is probably my best example um 
they're shutting off their mobile and they're call of duty mobile dominates the mobile sphere uh the biggest competitor for us is dead trigger which is a zombie shooter but we're actually utilizing cloud gaming via meta one network to give you the same experience on pc and mac on your phone you're just going to be able to play whether on the subway at home lounging on the couch and i think Mm. that's where we're going to make our bread and butter I, th- I think our PC game and Mac game is fun. I think our triple or not triple A. Uh, I think it's double A quality. I really do. I think our mobile game will feel like a triple A mobile game. Most mobile games are built in Unity anyway. That's the engine that we've built on. And I really think it's, it's going to blow minds when this, when this mobile game comes out. You, uh, if you guys aren't familiar, you can check out our Twitter. We, we have posted footage. It, you're literally playing the same game on PC and Mac from your phone, just using the cloud. It, it, it's really cool tech. Yeah. So I, I watched a video of you playing it. Um, and it was around 60 FPS on mobile. Uh, I mean, mobile gaming, we talked about this in a recent interview, actually, about it's just underappreciated by people who are PC gamers, console gamers, that you, they, we all kind of look down on mobile gaming a little bit. But, I mean, it's the biggest market by far. Um, and a lot of a lot of shooters have done really well, which they, that was a difficult thing to break because people couldn't quite get the controls right. But I think they, you know, they finessed that. Um, so, I, yeah, I saw the announcement about um, Undead Blocks going mobile. Uh, is that going to be your primary platform now, do you think? Yes, 100%. And so okay. if we can get to 200,000 monthly actives on mobile, we can pay 6,000 weapon NFT holders their share of our, our revenue split. Like we have to generate revenue and we want to use that to pay players. Like they're acting as de facto shareholders in our company without having any voting rights. Uh, but that, that's the play to earn aspect of what we want to do. Right. I want to offer it. I want to make a statement to Epic like, Hey, you're running cash cup for people that are playing Fortnite, but that's for the pros. Like this game is for the average Joe. This game is for your casual mm-hmm. gamer that wants to sit, hang around with your friends, maybe make a couple bucks, earn some money for pizza that night. Like that, we want this to be the social game. It's not going to be as competitive as people think. I think there is also a narrative in Web3 games that all have to be super competitive in esports. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. We just have to deliver a fun and tangible product. I mean, there are still millions of people that play Super Mario Brothers on a pixel arcade game. They love it because of the gameplay loop. The gameplay loop mm. is what matters. And the early testing that we've done with this blood box and Z-Box mechanic, f- people feel like it's a zombie killing crypto casino where no one can lose. They have a great mm. time. Even the free-to-play players are grinding for uh, loot coffins where they can spin the loot coffin machine, hopefully get a rare skin, sell it on secondary. That's mm-hmm. exactly the the vibe that I think is going to take us to where we need to, especially from a mobile perspective. You can't physically go play a mobile game right now and grind for an asset that you can sell on secondary. Mobile games are designed to take money from you through mi- microtransactions and purchases. And of course, we're going to have those things. We need to generate money too. But I think we can do a lot of things and do them correctly uh, that reinstill trust that we're not just here to be... Uh, people that deliver a, a fun game and then take off your money. We want people to reinvest in the ecosystem. I love game theory. I love microeconomies. It's what I've done my entire life working in finance um, is playing games for very wealthy people. And now I want to allow people that are just, you know, the average Joe to or Jill, whoever, uh, to just come in and have fun and, and really min-max it. Like, have fun. Break, try to break the system. Like, we are so early in Web3, guys. I don't think anyone has the perfect solution. So let's let's throw all the spaghetti at wall and, uh, and see what sticks. Hmm. Yeah, amen to that for sure. Um, speaking of PC gamers and of the the mass adoption topic, there has been uh, some kickback from the the more hardcore gaming audience about blockchain and NFTs and Web three and all of this wonderful world that we exist in. 
Is it important for us to start attracting that player base? And if so, how do we attract them and get over this kind of muddy mire of, you know, hearsay and speculation that we have at the moment? This is a wonderful topic, and I'm so glad you asked me this question. I think it's going to be probably the most difficult challenge in, you know, Web3, from NFT collections to, you know, different other assets that you could potentially buy, whether it's artwork or, you know, music. You have to, going into a, a sub, or Discord or a subreddit and telling people about NFT gaming is like going to war right now. Um, yeah. it is, it's disgustingly bad. On TikTok, we'll post a TikTok of our gameplay. We'll get hundreds of comments. Uh, Web3 games just mine your PC. They just take your computing power and, and it, like things that make absolutely no sense to anyone who has ever interacted with blockchain. And it is a monumental task. And I believe I'm the one for that task. The reason why we chose COD Zombies is, this is a genre we can attack. You're looking at games like Fortnite, like Call of Duty, they are more popular than ever. Like those games, those other either battle royales or 6v6s are going to really struggle because the quality just isn't there. These are billion dollar studios. But let's be honest, fellas. Call of Duty is really taking away from their zombies and focusing on Warzone, right? And there's not another zombie game that's coming out that people are super excited to play. But there are millions of zombie fans. I mean, look at The Last of Us on HBO Max. It's the most popular mm. show. World War Z, Train to Bussin, um, The Walking Dead, still on its last legs after 14 years. OG COD Zombies did 15 years and 32 maps for the first storyline. So that's the kind of staying power we have here. I believe targeting a specific sub-niche of these Web2 gamers and saying, hey, you loved OG COD Zombies, come play this game. There's not many games out there besides maybe Madden where people are very dissatisfied with the current product. But we go into these zombie subreddits, these discords. We go on these different websites where people are creating their own maps. And they're saying, damn, I just I, I miss the old days. That's what they miss. And they come into our game and they say, ah, oh, this feels unique. This feels authentic enough. But most importantly, it feels like something I've played before. And that's where we have to start. But I do believe a lot of these games are going to struggle just because they don't have the budget. I think Alluvium is a wonderful game. But they're going up against Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Go. Uh, and I think that's where you're going to have your, your head on. You're looking at Blancos that feels a lot like Fall Guys. Uh, Meta Ops feels a lot like Call of Duty. Like, we have to break out of the shadow of these Web 2 games. I know they give us inspiration. But really, that is going to be the key is when someone finds a game that hasn't been created in Web 2, they're going to play it just because. And it has to be free to play. Enough of this. We're going to give you a free trial. We're going to make you have an NFT to hold it. Like, like cut the BS. These games have to be free. The freemium model has to be the way in Web 3. You don't go drive a car off the lot without test driving it. Like, you have to give people a reason to come in, take time out of their day, out of their lifestyle to play these games. And I, I truly believe that. Interesting. Um, you, you said something, I, I saw an excerpt from an interview and I wondered how in context it was because it didn't seem overly in context. Uh, you said that people play Web 3 games, they don't play Web 3 games for fun. They would play Web 2 games for fun. Um, is that is that accurate as to what you were saying? And do you mean that's the current situation or that's just the state of play going forward? There'll be, you know, blockchain games for earning and then there'll be non-blockchain games for fun. I believe that's the current situation. I think a right, lot okay. of Web3 games are currently decentralized yield farmers and yep. they're not very fun. I think the mm. best game out there, you know, Undead Blocks being one of them, was probably Thetan Arena. And people love playing Thetan. And mm. when they stopped earning, everyone got a bad taste in their mouth. So by setting expectations low with our earning, which is what we're doing with our community, saying, look, we're not, yeah. you're not becoming a millionaire overnight. You can make a couple bucks a day and you can come hang out with your friends. 
We're setting mm. those expectations, and I think that's important. Like a lot of these games that try to say, come and play this game to earn, they're done. They're done. Like people that are going to just want to come and earn. Not everybody wants to earn. A lot of people look at gaming as an escape and a release from life. And a lot of people also use gaming to hang out with their friends. Like who mm. wants to squat up in Warzone, boys? Like, I mean, that that's exactly the mantra. And so that's why we are going multiplayer. That's why we're going mobile, where mobile can play with PC, where everyone doesn't matter. Like My ethos is platform agnostic, chain agnostic, skill agnostic. What do I mean by that? Platform agnostic, PC, Mac, mobile, mobile browser. Skill agnostic. Doesn't matter if you're the best player in the world or someone who just can barely shoot a weapon. You're going to have an opportunity to play in this game and have fun. And then chain agnostic. Doesn't matter if you know anything about crypto or not. I want you to play the game. And that's really, these games have to get funner. They will, as more money is being poured into the ecosystem. I mean, there are billions of dollars. I see deal flow every single day of new games that are coming out. And one of them is going to explode. Surely, I hope that's mm. Undead Blocks. If it's not Undead Blocks, if it's Blancos, if it's Alluvium, if it's any of these other games, uh, Star Atlas, uh, People are going to start Googling, hey, this is a really fun Web3 game. What other fun Web3 games are there? That's how the Xbox Ultimate you know, Game Pass does so well, is one game's on the Game Pass. And then all of a sudden you get the Game Pass and there's so many different other games you could play. And I think we have to take the same approach, whether that's all combining together for a blockchain alliance and say, here's the cream of the crop of Web3. You pick a genre you like and let us know. Uh, and I think we're getting there. I've had some conversations with other games that are interested in that. But... That is just the current state. These games have to get better, and they will over time. I, I, I truly believe. Give us more time, more development resources, more smart people entering the space. I think that's really what's going to help us out big time. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and I, I mean, I completely agree. The it's the right move to set earning expectations low because a lot of these games they were sort of made popular during the crypto summer, um, and then as soon as the winter hits the whole thing collapses in on itself like a dying star and we've seen so many games just fall apart off the back of that but one area i i really like last year you really pushed this and i, and I liked it is a kind of yes you could anyone can earn that so you, you said skill agnostic and i'm kind of going in the opposite direction to that because you were hosting tournaments with rewards and i really like merit-based um you know play to earn in in a merit-based way so that you can earn from tournaments um so I guess this is kind of this is kind of two questions. One, we haven't seen tournaments for a little while. Are they coming back? Um, and two, is Undead Blocks aiming at all to be an eSport or anything in that sort of region? It's a great question. Um, yes, they are coming back. We actually just struck a deal with Unmutable X. Uh, we are going to be doing tournaments every single month for, I'd say, next two and a half years. Uh, wow. Just within Undead cool. Blocks. And they're all going to be able to earn. Like you've been seeing $10,000 tournaments. I would expect a similar dollar amount uh, for those tournaments with IMX. Like we nice. are one of IMX's few feature games and they're making a huge investment in us to do this. So I completely agree. Look, I want people to compete, but I also want people to have fun. Like you mm. want to, if you're not the best, you don't have to play in a tournament. Just go hang out in the daily earning mode. Like, sure. but if you're a, a top player, like let's get after it in the, um, in the tournaments. What we learned, mm. we gave away over $150,000 in our beta. Um, that was fully sponsored by groups like Pokestarter, Active World Club, Immutable X contributed to that. Uh, what we learned was the same people were just so good. You know, they were winning majority of the money, majority of the funds. And yeah. the game has to get bigger. And I think it will as word gets out that we are offering these free to play and earn tournaments. They are really mm. a great way to market and advertise our product. 
I'd rather run a $10,000 sponsored tournament than do $10,000 in Google ads and just get hammered by Web2 gamers that really don't understand our ecosystem. There was someone that yep. did a hit piece on our game and they were playing a version of our beta from three months ago. Like everything is just changing so quickly. Like with the Z boxes and the blood boxes, it's going to look a lot different. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know about those sponsored tournaments. Like the marketing has to get better. And, and that's also on us. Like there's just so much fluff out there from other Web3 games that are, like you said, they're promising all this earning, promising all this yield farming. Uh, give you an example, like with in the board API club, they did Dookie Dash and then a Fortnite pro comes out and wins Dookie, Dookie Dash. That's yeah, great that's for PR. That's great for marketing. Mm. But what do I tell the average person that just bought an NFT? They basically said, you have no chance to compete with these people. They're just so much better than you at the game. So I want to be mm. very cognizant of those people that come hang out in the daily earning mode. Doesn't matter if you're the best player in the world. And, and you know who does this very well is DraftKings and FanDuel from an esports perspective or from a uh, gambling perspective because mm. you can enter a, a, a tournament in DraftKings and FanDuel and not be a professional player and still win the Millionaire Maker. Like and that's what it just keeps bringing people in. But then they have more, uh, you know, curated stuff for their pros. That's that's kind of what we're taking inspiration from. But I love tournaments, especially when our last tournament did over 6,500 people. Like you fill up a mini gym with 6,500 people. That's that's huge. A lot of our competitors mm. are doing 1,000, 2,000 participants. So there is demand for this game. We just, you know, from our perspective, we we the reason why we put the tournaments off is because we just want to launch this the, the full game and get these earnings out there. Once the earnings are out there, the map's playable. You guys are going to see more maps, more weapons, and then just more tournaments. And it's kind of like Rocket League. Like they just slowly bring in more uh, arenas. They still offer tournaments. Maybe they offer different cars, different you know, mm. celebration sounds. We're taking that that vibe as well. So they're definitely a big part of our ecosystem. IMX is is doing the Lord's work for us on that. And we're going to also be soliciting more sponsors as well. We're going to have ETH Denver's in, what, three weeks? We're going to have a tournament out in ETH Denver. We're speaking with GDC about potentially putting something on there as well. And I, I would definitely expect more of these in-person events. We did one in Nashville where we gave away $10,000 in Nashville. We had over 600 people show up and attend. Like just people flew in from all over the U.S. One even came in from Canada. And these are just our hardcore community members. This is who we do it for and expect more in-person live events as well. Hmm. Okay. Fantastic. I think you um you mentioned IMEX in passing there. Um, obviously, you partnered with IMEX several months ago. Why did you partner with Immutable over the other Layer 2 solutions that are out there? I got to be very careful here because we are speaking with other L2s as well okay. about integrating oh, wow. with them. Um yeah, eventually we're going to put on a multiplayer, multi-chain ethos here. Uh, you can anticipate there are some other large L2s that we're speaking with. Um, and from our perspective, doesn't matter if you're in IMX, Polygon, Wax, um, if you're a Bitcoin Maxi, I want you to play this game. I want you to physically go download and play it. And with IMX, you know, we really lean into their GameStop, uh, relationship. We did receive a lot of GameStop players. Uh, you know, GameStop is moving away from Web3 and crypto, which is unfortunate to see, but, we are going to be doing a push with them where uh, they're going to be sending out an email to their ProPass players. I think they have 6 million ProPass players and we're going to, they're going to be getting a free Undead Blocks NFT. It's just another incentive for them to download the game and try it. It's free marketing for us. Uh, we really like the fact that IMX was prioritizing, prioritizing games first. Uh, there has been, you know, with everything, there's, there's pros and cons. I feel like a lot of gamers that know nothing about Crypto, it's hard enough to get them to download a MetaMask. How do I tell them to fund ETH on L2? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. tough. I got to hold these, you know, hands sometimes and, and I'm more than willing to do that. 
But from our perspective, IMX really has done the Lord's work. They've been pu pushing hard for us. Um, they've got some great partners. Uh, you know, their partnership with Alluvium. We're going to be doing more stuff with with that group as well as we go forward. So, uh, and yeah, we are speaking. Uh, conversations are happening every single day with different chains. They see this. They see our model. They see the gameplay. There's not a lot of zombie games out there. So be be on the lookout for uh, you know some more integrations. I think that's important where we can make. If we get enough integrations, I think that people will eventually say. Holy cow! Like it doesn't matter what chain a game is on, you just got to go for the players, man. Like we got to go yeah. for, mm. like even just look at Polygon, what they're doing with Reddit, Starbucks, Disney. They've got people, and they've got people in seats with ha a high ARPU, average revenue per user, that we can get in, go ape on some of our, our free to play cosmetics, and that also funds our treasury, which then we can use to for funnel some earnings back to our NFT players. That's how the model works. I need to get to a million players within a year. It's a very tough challenge. I think mobile is really going to help us, and if we can onboard some of these other chains and get push from them, and then free marketing and show the power of their tech stack, I'm, I'm more than willing to do that as well. No, fantastic. Hmm. Speaking of, you know, this target of reaching a million players a year and working with GameStop and, of course, what Reddit and Starbucks have done in the NFT space over uh, the past six to 12 months, do you think 2023 will be the year where we see a mass onboarding of, you know, the the, the public into uh, the Web3 and the NFT space? Or do you think we're, uh, we're a bit far away from that? So, yeah. I, sh I surely hope so. I think what has happened is a lot of the Web2 gamers have sort of siloed themselves off from it. I think you're looking at esports and I think you're seeing some esports organizations struggling and they're struggling to generate revenue. And I think they're going to start turning to these well-funded Web3 games and we're going to say, okay, like we're going to start pushing some of this content. They're waiting on the sidelines for the games to get better. We've spoken with a lot of content creators in phase. Just one group, for example, Luminosity. We speak to these guys and they say, yeah, we want to push this. Just tell us when the full game's live. They want to make content on new games. They want to be the one that finds the new game. They want to be the ninja in Fortnite. I think sure. there's a lot of incentive, and I think the games just have to get better. So I would love to believe that. I think that there's a lot of good games that are coming out. The deal flow is looking strong. Uh, and, and I really think the, the way we can really differentiate ourselves with the Undead Blocks, I know they've mentioned this a couple times, is that Z-Box and that Blood Box. Mario Kart and, and Nintendo has been recasting and respinning the same game for 20 years because Mario Kart is just so fun. You don't get professional players, like professional race car drivers playing Mario Kart. You get the casual social people because they love hitting the box and throwing a banana peel at someone because they laugh. Mm. Like we're taking that same exact mechanic, putting it in our game, and I think that's going to be great for us just to really differentiate ourselves. But I do believe that in 2023, a million players isn't that unreasonable on a mobile game. PC and Mac, that's a monumentous challenge. I don't know a million people that have a TI-3080 that can run some of these games, you know, but everyone's got a cell phone. You know, there are 4.6 billion people around the world with cell phone. That's not a big hit rate. Mobile games are exploding in countries like South uh you know, South Korea, uh, Japan, China, um, look at Latin America, especially Plater. That's where Plater earns hot in Ecuador, Argentina, Bolivia, Ecuador. Like these places want it. They just have nothing to earn on right now. So, uh, I really, I, I could be the most bullish person in Web3 on play to earn. I think you do it right. You do it sustainable. You do a rev split. You get people in the door through free to play cosmetics and that's your winner. That's your solution. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, you you talk about um, the ways in which you're using blockchain technology uh, in undead blocks and block. So, funnily enough, you said earlier about mo the reason most people get into crypto is because they, you know, when moon, they're just waiting for their Lambo and picking tokens, and you know how it goes. And, yes. and I mean, I ended up in that camp, of course, but that's not what got me in the door. What got me in the door 
was a game in 2018 that was trying to use blockchain and there was nothing ready. There was no SDKs, there was nothing to plug and play. And they were figuring all these problems out. And they made an, an NFT for Token Gamer, a custom NFT. It was, it was really cool. And I was just like, oh, this technology has so many applications. Um, so I kind of wanted to press you on that. What sort of blockchain mechanics are we seeing within Undead Blocks? Obviously, there's a play to earn, but then I think you have renting as well, don't you? Yep. So we're using Blue Mint as a rental provider. They're creating the smart contract where you can just sign up with a Wagyu account, link your wallet, and then you'll get a, a split like a traditional gilding system. Uh, you can rent out your weapons at 70-30, 80-20. Uh, for mm. listeners that don't know what that is, it's basically the asset owner keeps 80% of what you earn, 20% goes to the scholar uh, or vice versa. Um, actually, sorry, 20% goes to the asset holder, 80% will go to the mm. scholar. Uh, and that's not going to be a huge part of your ecosystem. It is there. Uh, I think it's important for people that are familiar with games like Axie, Thetan. Like, they came into Undead Blocks because they're looking for the next Axie or Thetan. So we did want to offer that. That's not a mm. huge selling point for us. Um, what is really cool is our loot coffin system. So you go buy a loot coffin in Undead Blocks. You can buy in cash. You can buy in ETH. You're going to be able to buy an IMAX token. Eventually, if we integrate with other L2s, you'll be able to buy with something like Matic. Uh, wink, wink. Uh, but <laughs> the... Um, the, the Luke Coffin animation is going to spin. And that Luke Coffin you buy isn't an NFT, but when you open the, the, the skin, it's going to reveal itself on the blockchain and then it will be minted to our skins vault. So that is going to mm. be a really cool uh, implementation. And then you can immediately play it with it in the game, but you can also sell it, uh, whether that's on you know the IMAX marketplace, Token Troll of Aqua. We're also going to be implementing a booster system similar to FIFA. You can cash in uh, X amount of commons to get a reroll, uh, X amount of rares to get a reroll. And just keeps people involved, engaged, and, and continuing to fuel the the loot coffin uh, ecosystem. We're also doing uh, we have a governance token, undead token, where you get to vote on uh, map changes, tournament structure, tournament format. You're also going to be able to use undead token to acquire those loot coffins uh, at a discount, just as an incentive for using the blockchain, teaching yourself about it. And you're also going to be able to use the undead token to upgrade your stuff. So if you want to make your weapon stronger, you have to play and grind and complete X amount of challenges. And to get to the next level, you can uh, use undead token to do that as well. It's just another cool use case. I don't think every Web3 game needs a token. And so our goal is really to provide that token the utmost amount of utility, especially with what's going on. And, you know, the SEC is just cracking down on everything, staking everything crypto related right now. It's important for us to have that utility where people say, yeah, I can use this in the game because it's fun. Uh, it's not, a, you know, a security. We have a full legal opinion. Our token is utility token. And for those reasons, because we have use cases for mm -hmm. them. So excited to, to get that rolling in the first quarter of 2023 as well. Yeah, I think there's, there's some great examples of of NFTs being this sort of exciting part of gaming. And I think the two use cases you said there, uh, FIFA pack openings just seemed, John and I have talked about this before, just seemed like the perfect fit for, because it's just like the Panini sticker albums, um, baseball cards, it's the same sort of thing. Uh, I think, so I think that's, there's a, a beautiful connectivity there that, that isn't obviously being explored yet. And then um, the opening the crates and seeing what's inside, CSGO crates for the skins inside, just a brilliant example. And that's kind of what led to um, another competitive FPS uh, called Forge Arena, which is, um, that's how that started. Um, so I, I think you're, you're certainly on something there. You mentioned, so the undead token and staking. Um, now I know you had staking in place and then uh, you backed off because of what happened with Kraken. Is that right? Well, we had been tipped off three months ago 
that mm. the SEC was going to be cracking down on staking in the U.S. And we are a U.S.-based yep. uh, game studio. Uh, yep. We tend to turn it off. You know, the person that tipped us yep. off was actually the GameStop uh, chief head of legal. <laughs> and mm. she said, hey, like, we know this is coming down. You should probably take this down. I was like, yeah, you're right. So yep. um, within our staking program, it wasn't just, hey, stake for the rewards. It was stake to get the weapon packs so that you can yep. play the game and earn. Like from us, it wasn't just, hey, you're decentralized yield farming this token, watching it go to zero. It was stake the token and we'll give you an NFT. So you're waiting around and earning some APY. You're getting the NFT to play with. And it was very popular. A lot of people were upset to see it go. But we're operating above board here. You know, we are one of the few studios that's actually in domiciled in the United States that's building mm-hmm. a Web3 game. I know AMGI with My Pet Hooligan is another one. I'm sure there's others. But uh, we do have to navigate a very, very murky legal and regulatory environment. And so yeah. that's by operating above board. It's really going to help us pay us off in spades, uh, mm-hmm. especially when we talk to different exchanges about listing. They really want to be certain that we have utility for this token. Uh, there's all eyes are on it right now especially with what happened with, you know, SPF and basically what they were doing is, you know, taking seed investments, inflating the price of the token and then using the FDV, the fully diluted value to raise. And it just, that's not how the math works. You need a significant amount of volume to ever hit that FDV. And from our perspective, we just have to operate above board, but we do have eyes in the sky on this. That's why, you know, when a regulator comes our way, we're ready to open up and just tell them what we're doing. And we build video games. We want to build video games for fun. I want to be able to allow people in third world countries be able to earn four, five, six bucks a day if they can play the game. Mm. I want to provide fun for people that want to go full DGen on loot coffins. And I want people to play with multiplayer and talk to each other and, and have fun in a Web3 game. Ch- test out the chat, the, 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 uh, the tech. Really, we want our program to feel like Coinbase Learn and Earn, where Coinbase mm. Learn and Earn, you earn two or three bucks and they teach you about a new blockchain. And new, uh, I think... We, if you can earn two or three dollars a day playing Undead Blocks and we teach you about blockchain gaming and it gets you in and it gets you fun and excited, I've done my job and that would be considered a success for us. Yeah, so uh, I think I think the average player, perhaps even Web3 player, perhaps doesn't realize the regulatory difficulties right now. And it doesn't matter. So the US is obviously really rough. I'm from the UK. It's rough here too. Uh, token Gamer, we, we were looking at doing um, a token that has no earning potential, it's sort of a a loyalty point reward mechanism where if you interact with our ecosystem, we'd give you a token and then you could spend the token on NFTs in our shop, but there was no, you weren't making any money. And even trying to do as as simple a thing as that, we were told we needed a gambling license. We had to go get um, legal advice from people uh, in regulation and i mean it, it really is uh, a nightmare at the moment um one thing i do want to to probe a little bit more is um on the play to earn front um we've seen a lot of issues with crypto winter and um causing play to earn games to collapse as we uh, as we've mentioned if earning was completely not possible through regulation or some horrendous sbf style crypto collapse times two um do you think you would still pursue undead blocks in the same way or would it have to pivot to something else i think that's why we're capping our weapon nfts at six thousand, and we're mm. saying no more like we don't want to get to the point where we get to 25 50 100 weapon nfts and then all of a sudden you know some random entity says you got to shut down like that's a hundred thousand yeah. potential people that are impacted uh and so by keeping the amount of asset earners small i think we can stay under the radar with the I mean, look the reason why axie got 
just destroyed where Wall, Wall Street Journal ads were coming out. It's literally hundreds of thousands of people were playing this game and farming a token. It's a lot mm. of people. And I think when you have a lot of people that get burned and lose money, they make a lot of noise. Like from our perspective, we keep the earnings small. We focus on free to play and have fun. We let people speculate on skins just like they do in CSGO. We build fun games, more maps, more weapons. I really think we can do this. Um, you know, from our perspective, I don't think it's in our best interest to do another mint, mint 10,000 NFTs at a thousand bucks a piece, bring in 10 million bucks. Then what do I do with the money? Like we, from our perspective, we can generate revenue through these cosmetics. We've seen it. We did a drop with GameStop. We did a hundred K. We hardly even marketed this thing. It's just people want the skins. They, it's a very hot market that we're in. I'm sure Forge is seeing that meta ops, EVIO, mm. now, all these other shooters. Yeah. What they're seeing is, it, for us, like we don't have a lot of members in our community that are just there to passively earn income. Somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. The people in our ecosystem that lose are the ones that buy the skin for fun, but they really didn't lose because they love the game. The people that win are the ones that have a weapon NFT and they're able to earn one, two, five dollars a day. So I, I can't promise, you know, if we get to hundred thousand weapon NFTs that I can pay out half a million dollars a day. Like I can't hmm. give, I can't do that without bringing in significant capital. And that's why we're keeping it small. I'm, I'm totally per- perfectly fine with pivoting to mobile because that's where the revenue generation has, that's where the gamers are sure. going to be. And that's where these games can compete. 85% of mobile games are built on unity. Like you're going to look at undead blocks and you're say, okay, this looks like COD zombies. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Maybe you play and say, all right, well, they only have one map. A lot of mobile games only have one map. They only have mm. a few weapons. Like th- we can really win with mobile. It's just very hard to do, and that's why we sought out the cloud gaming partnership with Meta One Network because the game looks and feels like it does on the PC and Mac. If you play a, I, I would implore you guys that are listening, go play Dead Trigger and then go play Undead Blocks on your PC and see which one you like better. And I think once you see it on the phone, people are going to say, this is going to be one of the craziest zombie games ever to hit mobile, uh, and now it's powered by the blockchain. I really do. Mm. No, awesome. Um, you on your website uh, list that you can play Undead Box using your your Xbox and your PlayStation controllers, and that got me thinking. Do you think we're far away from seeing blockchain games, proper blockchain games, on console? And um, if so, would you like to see Undead Blocks make a, a debut on Xbox we, or PlayStation or a different platform? We are compatible with our our new cloud network provider on the Xbox and PS5 browsers, so we're yeah. not actually on the stores, obviously. And I think. Look, those stores are going to be gatekept by two massive organizations. I think they're going to need a hefty cut. I think Apple takes 30% of every NFT transaction. I wouldn't be surprised if Xbox and PS5 make that uh, a thing before they allow listing on their stores. I think Epic is the one that's most you know, crypto and NFT friendly. Mm. Uh, and we're going to, you know, we're, we're speaking with the Epic store as well about getting listed there. I think from our perspective, we're probably two or three years away. We have actually spoken with reps at Microsoft and we approached them and they were intrigued. Like we've, we've spoken to some big players. We've spoken to PepsiCo about doing like the flaming hot Cheeto flamethrower in our game. Uh, <laughs> we've spoken to MasterCard about getting in their program. A lot of these groups, people think they're not interested or they're just sleeping. They're not. They have teams that are observing NFTs and blockchain and they know this is where they're going. I think they're going to hold out until one game takes a significant amount of rev share. It gets a lot of noise, gets a lot of mainstream press, mainstream media. It could be Dead Drop, you know, with Dr. Disrespect. That is another game that we're watching closely to see how that progresses. That could be mm-hmm. the game that makes NFTs go global. I believe there was an article that was released yesterday that said Sony's filed some patents for soft NFTs. Or I didn't read the whole thing. 
Uh, so they're definitely looking at it. I'd say two to three years, there will be a game with NFTs or Blockchain Incorporated that is on either of those platforms. It's just going to take some time. And I really think it's just going to take one game, just one that's going to explode and get the world talking about it. We thought it was going to be Axie. And then people realized this gameplay isn't fun. I'm just here to make the token. My back hurts. I'm clicking the mouse. We never want to get that feeling within Undead Blocks, whether you're on mm. the subway, whether you're at home, playing on your PC, competing in a big term- big tournament, uh, hanging out with your friends. We want this to feel like a game first, earning blockchain crypto second. That's how it has to be if we want to get mass adoption. I truly believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's music to my ears. Uh, speaking of mass adoption, we've talked about onboarding um, earlier in the pod. Um, but what do you think the biggest problem in blockchain gaming is right now? Um, is it onboarding uh, or is it something else? And whichever you know problem it is, how do you think we go about solving it? I don't think it's actually gameplay. I think there are a lot of influencers that say it needs to be AAA. I mean, but then why do people still play NBA Jam? Why do people play NFL Blitz? Why do people play Mar- Super Mario Brothers? Like. Nintendo 64, you're looking at people speed running for the world record and they get thousands of viewers every single night on this kind of stuff. The game doesn't have to be the most cinematic, doesn't have to look like Avatar. <laughs> like, the game just has to be fun with a good gameplay loop that keeps people addicted. And that's, I think, a problem. So I don't necessarily think that's actually the biggest problem in, in blockchain. Like, there are a lot of good small mini games. I think you'd consider even our game sort of a mini game. We got one map, we got a couple characters. Like, it's nothing crazy, but people can play the gameplay loop for hours. The average mm-hmm. play time for our game when earning is live is three hours and 47 seconds per person. Wow. That's just people grinding to try to get to the top of the leaderboard. It's, it's super cool, uh, to just see, you know, people almost play the length of a soccer match or a football game in our, in our ecosystem. Mm. I believe the biggest problem is when people come into a Web3 game, they say, how do I earn? How do I make money? How do I profit? And you get all these people that are in this the current ecosystem that are set up to either dump their NFTs on you, dump the token, and then people are left with a sour taste in their mouth. They lose one time, they get burned by one investment, and they disappear. And that's what happened with this, this crypto winter is everyone went in on, you know, I don't know, not throwing shade at these other games, but a lot of people bought Alluvium when it was 1,600 hours of token, now it's 60. A lot of people bought Star Atlas at two bucks, now it's at below a penny. A lot of people did buy Undead when it was at two bucks, and now it's at 20 cents. Like, one person gets upset, they FUD, and they, they will never come back. Like, this is, when you hit somebody's wallet, it really imp- impacts them. And so, We've changed our messaging completely from being, hey, come kill zombies on crypto to we're a fun zombie survival game. Join the fight today and then let them get in the ecosystem. We don't market mm-hmm. the token. We barely even market our NFT collections. Like, yeah, we're going live with daily earning in 12 days, but you're not going to see a lot of Facebook, Google ads about this kind of stuff because then a lot of people are going to come in and say, how do I earn? And we don't want that crowd. We want people to play the game that say, hey, this is a cool, fun zombie game. Like, then they do their DD. Then they do their research and they say, ah, this is how you earn. This is how you do these things. That's how we get them in. We can't sell, hey, come in here and make a lot of money because we just can't offer that. I don't think any game can offer that right now. I truly believe that's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is, is the game, it's, the gameplay is okay. It's meh. And people just have unreasonable expectations. They see these stupid ads on TikTok. Hey, play this game. It's going to go 100x. Is this the next token that goes 1000x? Like, fuck that. Like, we can't, we can't endorse these sort of influencers. Like you see other people talking about, oh, the next bull run, all this stuff's going to explode. Like, again, I, I want to focus. We are building games and using the blockchain tech. These are not supposed to be 
life-changing income drivers for people. It's supposed to be mm. a fun way to get involved. Yeah, if you want to go DGEN, go DGEN, of course. Not financial advice, never financial advice. But I believe the messaging has to get better from these games that say, okay, try the game out, and if you want to participate in the ecosystem, here it is. Here's our white paper. We got to stop reading white papers, and we got to start playing games. Yeah, mm. no, I totally agree. I think we've been quite anti-white paper on the uh, on this pod uh, yeah. quite a bit in the past. So yeah, I, I can definitely hear you there. Um, let's go back to a macro level. Um, we discussed Animoca Brand's impact on the blockchain space uh, on the podcast previously. Um, of course, they're supporting a whole range of games and uh, you know IPs and projects in the space. And um, what's your experience been like working with them? I love Animoca. Sometimes they're a little hard to get a hold of because they are in so many different projects, like you said. But um, you know, when we were doing our initial raise for Undead, uh, you know, they were right there for us. You know, they led our seed round, and from our perspective, we've had an amazing relationship with them. They're very well connected. They can get us in touch with anyone that we need to, and they're always there to lend a helping hand. And the one thing that they're awesome about is they don't hit you up every single day asking for their seed token. Like you got to if if you're out there listening and you're considering launching Web3 game, choose your venture capital partners very wisely uh, because we are trying to make a lot of noise and build stuff and I don't have time to answer every single day, hey, when's my next tranche? When's my next tranche? Like they're such a large brand and, and they're really making a lot of moves that I believe are going to push us forward and we've had a great working relationship with them. I, I think our other uh, partners, uh, Genblock, Double Peak Capital, are the same. Like these people get it; they want us to push the game forward. Uh, I think there has been a lot of fud around gaming tokens. I think there's been a lot of fud around exchanges. I wouldn't be sitting here to you guys today without doing a seed round for Undead Blocks. You know, we couldn't mm. without that million and a half that we got led by Anaboka. I'm not having this convo with you today. I see the value in this kind of stuff. Um, I think that's why it's important when doing a seed round to also give equity in the studio. So even if the token isn't performing great, you still feel like you're an owner in the, in the org instead of just, you know, getting token. I think it's got excellent liquidity for VCs, but without, I can't be hypocritical and say, nah, tokens are the worst. Like without that money, I can't build this game to build more games to start this empire. Um, from our perspective, I, I've really enjoyed working with all of our VC partners, but definitely have to choose them wisely. Uh, there are some bad actors. Animoca has just been flawless with their approach. Like we went out to an Animoca party uh, last April. I went to fl- flew out to New York and hung out with James or Phil Rosen, a Business Insider reporter uh, that they brought there, and was just able to connect with their games. Uh, I think from our perspective, they're probably the industry leader in the space. And Delphi is another big one. Paradigm Capital is another big one. It's probably the big three in my opinion. Uh, and I, I just A16Z sorry that was probably a big four there's your Mount Rushmore um, and yeah it's just been been great working with them and definitely excited to, to see how we can push things forward together yeah they're all, they are the names that I am regularly talking about um, when I'm writing articles on uh, blockchain gaming and they're um, ever present um, at the moment so I want to I want to ask a question this is probably the most softball question I'll ever ask um, but <laughs> Uh, so in, enjoy this, but it's, let's say you get within reason, you get solid funding, a good player base, you get everything you're looking for. Where do you want to take undead blocks? What's the ultimate goal? If everything start, everything continues to go right, where do you want to end up? Well, keep in mind, we're also already building our sequel. We'll call it Block Ops for now. I'm not going to give away the title, but just throwing shape, poking <laughs> a bear. Um, and that's going to be our 6v6, where hmm. right now, if you play Undead Blocks, you know, if you buy an Undead Blocks NFT, you're getting specific weapons and weaponry in the game. Eventually, right. we want to tokenize every single aspect of an FPS game that's 
grenades that's uh grenade launchers scopes and have this stuff wear down over time like you can get a fully just call brand new like csgo skin and um let's say you you pull like a knife and it's just perfect there's no wear and tear we want to use that model for our next game i think Mm. that's where we can make serious noises you go to the wagyu client you want to play undead blocks great you want to play block ops great and then just put more games in the wagyu client kind of have our own game pass like we have 50 full-time devs at wagyu you know they're they're working extremely hard on on dad they're also you know working on blockchain things like when we do new minting and this you know luke coffin animation having an off-chain asset turn into on-chain asset a lot of testing a lot of work that's being done there but i think we we're going to bring in a zombies crowd and then we're going to unleash the 6v6 and i also mm-hmm. think that we can make undead blocks bigger than just four people in a map i'd like to get to 16 32 64 128 people in one map like it's going to take a lot of resources to get there but imagine 128 people on a map do a ten thousand dollar tournament the 100 best 128 players in the world come in and then if you die if the zombies get you you're done and that's just it. Mm-hmm. Just like one, like how many people would watch that on Twitch or Kick or, you know, YouTube Live? Like that is the kind of vibe that I want to bring in. More maps, more weapons for Undead Blocks, more, more lore, more storyline. I, I think that these, these Web3 games try to create this lore and these storylines. I don't know if it's just because they want to try to pump stuff, but you can't just create this stuff immediately and have people believe it. Like the reason mm-hmm. why Marvel does so well is because those comics have been around for literally decades. Like, people get attached to those characters. You can't just create that attachment out of scratch. So I want to build in a full storyline with lore, with characters. I just, I don't want to do that right now. It seems kind of, you know, shallow. Uh, but really just focusing on, you know, 6v6, Undead Blocks. And then we've also had discussions about doing a, a Western game, like a Red Dead Redemption sort of vibe where mm-hmm. we could go own your land, uh, own your, uh, stable of horses buy selling trade like we have a lot of good ideas we need more time that's probably within the next decade of what we want to do but make more games put them all in the wagyu client we want to be a gal games competitor where we're, we're putting a lot of this stuff in the client and we're making a lot of good relationships with other web 3 and web 2 developers where they could skin up a lot of stuff for this we have the engine uh we just need more maps and more more environments i think that's where we can take this game and have everything funded through, you know, the undead token, soon to be Wagyu token. That's why we're rebranding the mm. token from undead to Wagyu. We want to basically go with the Gal Games approach. I think that's the best approach because if you're not into undead blocks, you might well be into block ops or red, whatever we want to call it, red blocks redemption. That would be our, <laughs> our third game. But our developers, listen, they're based in Vietnam, you know, are formerly of NCC gaming. They're good at FPS. That's what they do. Like, I'm mm. not going to have them hit an MMORPG. Like, that's not what they do. That's not what they're skilled at. I want to keep the our skilled developers doing what they do best and doing what they love. Uh, I'll give you another example. My UI UX guy works in Indonesia. He's making $3 an hour before we met him. Now we pay him $10 an hour, and he's got 30 acres of land. He's got a cow now that he can milk. Uh, we tried to send him an Undead Blocks hoodie. We had to pay off the postman in his village in Indonesia $200 US just to deliver his hoodie. He started crying when he got it. But this game... Can in other Web3 games can provide so much opportunity for a lot of people that have been shunned by Web2 game developers. You don't have to work at Epic or Riot or Treyarch to be considered a AAA game developer or are very good at your job. The more Web3 mm-hmm. games, the more people are employed. It just gives another opportunity for us to expand. Like we were using Kevru games a lot in Ukraine, uh, and we've 
since, you know, offloaded a lot of those assets, very expensive. But we were going through that through the Ukraine war. And like, these are actual people. They don't care about blockchain. They're trying to pay their bills. So we need these games to be successful so we can keep, you know, to giving people, you know, substance in life. And, uh, I, I want to build a actual business where you're generating revenue, using it to pay players enough of this, just launch a seed token, watch it go to zero, rinse and repeat. Like we're here to stay. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we can take Wagyu more games, more fun, more maps. And most importantly, more, more people, you know, feeling connected, feeling involved and bringing people into web three that that's we, it needs to get better. And, and I want to be a champion for that. Wow. I think there's there's no better place to, to start wrapping it up than there. I think that was a fantastic overview of Wagyu and your mission. And granted, it's been fantastic um, to, to speak with you. Is there anything else you'd like to say or where should the listeners go and uh, go and check out? Yeah, if you want to give Undead Blocks a play, it's free to play. You go to undeadblocks.com, just click download beta. Uh, you know, like John and Rob said, the uh, the full, the, the earnings section goes live on the 28th. You don't even have to have an NFT to start earning. You can grind for the free-to-play currency, and then you can use that to acquire loot coffins and get some skins. Give it a download. Give it a try. Give us feedback. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter, Undead Blocks, myself, Grant underscore Wagyu. Even send me an email, grant at wagyu.io. I love getting feedback. I'll leave you guys with one more story. Um, there was a, a mom who actually somehow found my address and wrote me a handwritten card, put in a picture of her son who has autism. And he's just been obsessed with Undead Blocks since day one. Uh, and she said, thank you so much. Like this, this game's going to change my kid, my son's life. Like now he has purpose, purpose. He has passion. He can't wait to be an undead blocks arms dealer. And like, that's who we do it for. Like that is the, the people that we want to help motivate in the world. Um, but yeah, if you, you want to give our game a, a play, just head over to undeadblocks.com. It's free. Just create a Wagyu account, sign up with your email and give us feedback. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. It's very early days, but we're very excited to bring this game to you guys and just bring more, more joy to the world. Awesome, awesome awesome well thank you very much for uh, for your time grand and uh yeah looking forward to seeing how underbox progresses from here thanks guys okay what episode was that 50 58 7 8 58 yeah and a <laughs> we'll good get there one day. it was yeah, yeah it was, we'll, we'll, it's too many now it was, was easy when it was under 20 no yeah, but going to your point it was a fantastic episode um yeah, yeah really really great privilege to to chat to grant and just get mm. his insight on blockchain gaming web3 onboarding um the yep. state of nfts and play to earn right now was really really insightful chat and mm. uh, we might just be taking him uh up on an offer to uh to have him back in three months, six months, 12 months. Yeah. Let's see where Undead Blocks goes from here. And we'll, particularly uh, if, yeah. if Undead Blocks goes viral or Grant, unfo- hopefully not, but if Grant's involved in some sort of scandal, you can also come back for that. It, either, <laughs> either path, either Undead Blocks is extremely successful or Grant's in some sort of scandal. Grant, you're welcome back on in either case because that's excellent for views <laughs> and discussion. <laughs> but, it, well, um, hey, but he- I think it's far more likely to be the former. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think we've, uh, either way, we'll have another cracking episode of the Mint One podcast mm. in future as well. Um, such a yeah. brilliant guest. So, yeah, if you're listening yeah, to this grant, thank you very much for, uh, for having us. Um, Rob, it's time for the outro. Once again, where can mm. we find you? Um, okay. You can find me at tokengamer.io for daily blockchain gaming news. Token Gamer app, which is currently works only, but we'll soon have Polygon. That has our daily blockchain gaming news as well as um, Wax account analytics. You can see your NFTs, their value, so on, so forth, drops, everything. Um, waxaccount.com is um, where you can look at in-depth analytics for your Wax account. And then you can find us at Token Gamer News on Twitter, uh, Token Gamer on YouTube. Just type Token Gamer and see where you end up. John? 
Fantastic. For uh, daily news on NFTs, Web3 and blockchain gaming, head to nftinsider.io or at nftinsider underscore io on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for me personally, it's at hydropowered, H-Y-D-R-O-P-W-R-D on pretty much everything. Um, Twitter is the best platform for myself. And just to reference something I said in the last outro when I said I'd, I'd just bought a cool cat and, hey, it's near 3 ETH. I've never seen a graph for any NFT project go up and down at such a ridiculous rate as the current Callcast graph. So, bearing in mind, we we've recorded two um, interviews on consecutive days. Yesterday it was at three ETH. Um, overnight it went down to below two, and it's currently back above two point three. I don't know what is wow, going that's on. Some wild swings. <laughs> um, but yeah, by my emotions have been uh, been all over the place for the last yeah. 24 hours. So, yeah. You're was- anything but a, put sunglasses on, cool <laughs> cat. Yeah. You're stressed. <laughs> Get well. It's, I, hey, I'm, I'm very happy to have my cool cat, of course. And hey, I'm, I'm also wearing my, my cool cat sweater again. You are. So. You're shilling hard. Um, well, let's not talk about the, the plushie <laughs> I've got behind me and the other, yeah. like, five, I can, six shirts. Blurry, though. I can't quite make those out. Um, <laughs> I, I often look at your background just to see what I can see. I, I can sometimes, uh, I think there's a clown. Um, a clown? There's a blurry there clown. There is a clown. There is a clown. Um, there also kind of looks like, I know it's not this, but it looks like um, <laughs> a sort of decomposed Heisenberg on a pillow. <laughs> what? What are you... A um, so to your left shoulder, right? You see, there's a like a it looks like Heisenberg's hat. <laughs> yes, I, I know. But it looks mean. like it looks like Heisenberg decomposing because it clearly is some sort of skeleton. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I, mean, it, I mean, it's so blurry. Oh, it's it's coming into focus. No, it's gone. <laughs> okay, it's it's just well, a, maybe it's if I a dip mystery. out of frame, it'll. Yeah, there we go. yeah. Get out of the way. I, st- I mean, that's. Still looks like it. Is it? It's a, is it's it a board ape. No, <laughs> it's a Moogle from. Oh, you mean that? That one. The, pill- the cushion. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is a board ape uh, plushy pillow. Yeah. Right. It looks. Yeah, it looks like Heisenberg, but decomposing. <laughs> well, hey, that's. Um, I've never heard any board ape described as a decomposing Heisenberg, so I guess that's right. uh, that's where we can wrap it's a new up. collection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess that's where we can uh, wrap up this episode of the Mint One Podcast. Uh, once again, thank you very much to Grant Hasley from Undead Blocks for uh, for being on this episode. It's been fantastic. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, like, subscribe would be fantastic. Hit the bell icon to be notified as soon as the next episode goes live. And leave a comment on who you'd next like to see us speak to, talk about, all that good stuff. Uh, if you're on Spotify or yeah. Apple Podcasts, a five-star podcast review would be fantastic. And share it around, man. Um, follow us on Mint One yes. Pod. Retweet that tweet as soon as it goes live. And uh, yeah, let's get this interview out there to the masses. It was a really, really good one. So yeah, thank you very much for tuning in everybody and we hope you'll tune in again next time